Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heart and Hand is sponsored for the season by Ladbrokes. This season we have teamed up with Ladbrokes and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20. This means if you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.ibroxrocks.com. That's bet.ibroxrocks.com. We'll be tweeting this bet £5, get £20 link, adding it on our Facebook, and we've put it in the description of this podcast too. Welcome to Heart and Hand Extra. My name's David Edgar. I'm your host, and I'm also your guest this week. Uh, I'm not going to do anything stupid like pretend to interview myself, or I'm not that arrogant. Am I? No, I'm not. But uh, what I am going to do is talk you through tomorrow night's fixture, where we're off to visit the, the Dandy Jags. I'm sure they've got a nickname like that, but I can't be arsed looking it up. But uh, yes, we're off to Fur Hill or whatever it's going to be named now that they've sold the sponsorship rights to a company. So a few people complaining, saying, oh, I don't like that, but I'm afraid it's the way it's going. And uh, it's maybe something we're going to have to perhaps accept. We'll still call it Ibrox, uh, that's what it is. But uh, it's free money, isn't it? Um, just to put your name on somebody's name on the side of your stadium, everyone's going to call it Fur Hill. It's Scotland. Scotland doesn't change the name of something once it exists. There's a place in Kilwinnan called The Spa. It opened up in 1985 as a spa shop. Within a year, it changed to something else. It's gone through many iterations. It's still The Spa. You used to be able to buy drugs there, I'm told. I don't know if you can anymore. Kids and co-winning. Anyway, that's not what you're here for. What you're here for is to talk about the Partick Thistle game. So, yeah, off there tomorrow evening. And uh, from our point of view, we're going in off the back of a good 4-1 victory. We are... I think we played really well. It's covered on the the podcast earlier in the week. But no injuries, according to the press conference today. So it does beg the question of, will we see a bit of continuity in the side? I would say that there's only really a discussion and a half about team places tomorrow I think there's only two places that are possibly under threat and even then as I say one of them only 50% and that would be Kenny Miller's starting berth as a striker now I I think Kenny had a very very poor performance last week Uh, I thought he struggled pretty badly uh, against Dundee I thought that he was in one of those games where nothing was going right for him his touch was completely off so when that happens Kenny tries to make up for it in effort and it's 
not something you can really knock him for, but it's just the form wasn't there, the touch wasn't there. So perhaps he'll be, be dropped to bench. I don't see it. Uh, I think that Kenny will continue up front. The other discussion, I think it's, it's probably more of a valid one, is the Nico Cranchow discussion. Nico's fitness isn't there yet. I think that's quite apparent. I think that the manager believes, if you look at when he was taken off in the last two matches, the manager feels he's got maybe 50 minutes to an hour in him. At an away game where the tempo will be higher, unless Rangers get off to a flyer and maybe get a couple of early goals, you would expect that Partick are going to play a very tight game for as long as, as they can in terms of fitness. They're going to be up in our faces, they're going to push us, they're going to make it a battle. And I'm not sure whether Nico would be better off to be started and to go for 60 minutes or maybe to be held on the bench and could come on with with maybe 30 minutes to go. I think that might be better for, for this particular game. Josh Windass, who I erroneously called Dean on the pod earlier this week, so I do apologise, but as I said to someone, um, he needs to make himself the Windass by scoring lots more goals and then the name Dean will never pop into my head. So in a way, it's your fault, Josh. But take this as a challenge. And starting tomorrow evening, and I hope that he does start tomorrow evening, because I thought he looked sharp last week, and I thought there was a confidence about the way he played that I haven't seen with him so far. Now, that could just be down to the fact that he knows that he's in the manager's plans, when a lot of people haven't haven't managed to convince Pedro there was a lot of that squad that fell by the wayside, and Josh Windass wasn't one of them. So I think congratulations are in order there. And I think he's taken it the right way. I think he's taken it as a spur where he feels that, yes, uh, I'm now a first-team squad player here. The manager rates me. It's now my chance to kick on and make this position my own. And I think tomorrow evening should be a good opportunity to do that. So that would be my start. The other question, as I say, is Herrera or, or Miller up front. Me personally, I'd be tempted to put Kenny on the bench. I'm not sure the manager will, though. I think that the manager sees him, and perhaps understandably, the manager sees him as a a talisman in this the side. I think he sees him as a senior pro. Possibly the, the old has eyes and ears on the pitch kind of thing. So it, it, to me, it's quite understandable that he might want to persevere with him. But I would think that Rangers really need to look at getting the two Mexicans into the side as often as he can. And I do agree with the criticism, uh, or not criticism, I do agree with the comments that I read earlier in the week from people that were saying, Peña lacks sharpness and maybe it'd be better to get it in these short bursts rather than putting them in for 19 watching them struggle or, or 16 watching them struggle. So maybe an away match isn't the best place for him to make his, to make his uh, first start. It does mean, though, that, it, that Peña's out for the old firm game because there's no way he's going to start in that match if he hasn't started one of the two Partick matches that are coming up I think that there's no way you can throw a player in there and just expect him to cope with that it's going to be a frenetic match regardless of, of anything I think that given what happened to us in the final old firm game of last season across all old firm games but particularly in that one that we really really need to Make sure the players know that it's going to be a battle and make it a battle and stand up and, and fight and try and get as much from it as, as is possible. So all in all, I think that we are in a good position, you know, we're in a good bit of form. It's the opportunity to bust through that magical three wins in a row. Because so far, 
we haven't managed to do that under Pedro. And I think that if we then turn it three wins in a row, we've got momentum and we can start to... It lessens the pressure because, as I said in the pod a few weeks ago when Pedro was under particular pressure, unfortunately because of the start he's made at Rangers and some of the results he's had, that we'd reached the sort of game-by-game stage. We're not out of that yet, but we get closer to being out of it with each victory. So... I think we've got a a really good opportunity to do that tomorrow. A friend of mine, Stuart, he pointed out to me, and I think he's right, that he's never seen a good Rangers versus Partick Thistle match. Maybe older Bears can remember. But they do tend to be tight. And they do... Last season, our our two trips to Fort Hill were memorable for two late winners. And in fact, one late comeback uh, in the the Joe Dodu game earlier in the season. Then, of course, Joe Gardner's header when uh, you'll recall that Scottish football was upset with us because we celebrated a last-minute winner. But uh, if we get the chance to do it tomorrow, please, Bears, feel free to do so. I don't see it being any different. I don't know if we're going to go out and blast them by four or five goals. I do feel, though, that we have it in our makeup now to score more goals. Obviously, um, the wonderful and now much-beloved Alfredo Morelos is the key to that because we have a striker that looks as though he is going to finish a higher percentage of chances than any striker that we, we've had um, post-administration. He he does look much more capable. I, I like a lot about his game. I don't just think he's he's a poacher. I, I, I think his game is bustle. I think he's a nightmare to play against. I think he's all over defenders. He's quick. And what's impressed me already is that he scores all types of goals, but he, like all great strikers, realises you get your goals mainly inside that, between the posts. Uh, and I'm really enjoying watching him play, and I think that he may well have a, an important role to play. But of course, Partick will tell you that they had Celtic there a couple of weeks ago, um, lost 1-0, highly contentious, because they uh, should have had a penalty in the last minute. So the, it's not going to be a walkover for us. If you look at the score so far this season, draw in the opening day against uh, Ross County, narrow defeat to Aberdeen in a, in a thriller, a genuine for, Hill, for thrills where they lost 4-3. Then lost 1-0 to St. Johnson before that defeat to Celtic. So they aren't playing particularly well, but nor are they being smashed all around the park. And that's something to bear in mind. I'm sure that people will you know, expect Rangers to win, and, and I do too. But bear in mind that this isn't a side that, that teams are putting five and six past. They've, they've been competitive in, in all their league matches so far. And that that's something to bear in mind before we make the trip there but I'm calling it and for your Ladbrokes bet I'm going to say stick on Rangers to win by two goals to nil with the opening goal coming from that man Morelos that's going to be my bet tomorrow evening Uh, I think that's the one I would recommend now normally we cover um, what's happened uh, during the week between the flagship show um, Heart and Hand which you can get every Tuesday um, more often than not, sometimes Monday, but, but every Tuesday. Uh, I hope you've all listened to this week. So there hasn't really been a lot that's happened in the couple of days since, except there was a, a result that you may have seen in the Champions League. I, I don't know. And uh, yes, you know, Celtic were beaten worse than a fat kid at a school sports day by PSG, understandably, because PSG are a fabulous side. And, and uh, even though, with all due respect to Celtic, that the... the 
you know, they're not a, a big, no Scottish club can claim to be a big team in Europe. PSG did look very impressive. And with that forward line, they are going to be a genuine threat to winning this because it wasn't so much about the, the first 11, which was wonderful. They had such great players, you know, guys you forget, like Thiago Silva, etc. But when you looked at their bench and they're bringing on Julian Draxler and you're thinking, good God, you know, the, the, this team are, are so talented and they, they've got class in so many positions. So although it's never easy, um, to to take a right good scudding at home, I think there's a couple of things that that came out of it, and I I don't want to laugh at Celtic. Um, I don't want to, but it's not going to stop me. And it brought back memories of during the the nineties when we used to get our uh, occasional and at times it felt like annual Euro drubbing off one of the big guns, you know, Juventus, Ajax, spring to mind. That at the time Celtic supporters would laugh and give us abuse, and of course we would say, well, who were you playing the other night? But it, now that it's turned round and we give them abuse, and they say, oh, who, who were you playing? You, oh, let's face it, that would be too much imagination, it's more your club's deed. This is part of football. There is nothing wrong with having a bit of a a laugh at your rivals and it doesn't matter if you know Manchester United and Manchester City up until a few years ago City were at times down as low as the the old Division 3 they could still laugh when Man United had a doing they could still laugh when they'd been beaten even though they weren't currently uh, at that point as good as them and I think that I touched on this the other day is that the kind of dourness um, of the Celtic support and the sort of po-faced reverence that they demand to be shown by everyone. Uh, no, you you got absolutely annihilated. Now, absolutely correct. What would happen if we played PSG? We'd win. As bollocks, right? But I'm going to say I just annoy them that are listening. But in terms of being realistic, of course we'd get hammered. We'd love to be there. We'd love to have been there and taken that hammering. You are right. But we weren't. We're not there yet. We hope to be there soon. You were, and you got humiliated. You got absolutely destroyed. We're going to laugh at that. And on that note, the the, the kind of Celtic media machine went into full into full effect this week because yet again, I think the fourteenth time in in six years they're on for a fine from UEFA because one of their fans ran on the pitch and. Attempted to kick Mbappe, didn't didn't succeed. No, nobody in green and white was getting close enough to a, to a PSG player to actually kick them, and it was the same true even when they brought someone on from the stands to do it. But it's very interesting to me how Celtic immediately rolled out the the kind of media anti story against it of oh, it's just one guy, you know, you can't punish. And it makes me laugh when I think about or bitterly laugh is probably the right term. When I, I look back to, to us and of course the fines that we got in Europe and, and uh the Villarreal stuff and whatnot. It was never about then if it was one person. With us it was if one person did it the entire support was guilty. Whereas with Celtic it's if one of them does it then they are exonerated. And the two the the two can't can't exist in the same brain yet in the Scot Scottish football it does. And it it just shows you the way that we are thought of and the way are treated that if there is a chance to attack Rangers, then most of the media in this country will immediately take it. However, when there is a chance to attack Celtic, they go the opposite. They then man the barricades and actually help in 
the cover-up and helping the, the, the protection of Celtic's reputation, which is absolute bobbins. The fact is, one of their fans tried to attack a player, and yet you see stuff, the most craven of which was STV, who claimed afterwards, football fan charged with attacking PSG player. Football fan? What, was he fucking trying to get to Melchester Rovers and he just ended up there by accident? No. Celtic supporter, but they are so craven. They are so scared of a bollocking from Peter Lawwell that they won't just say Celtic supporter. You have had the usual kind of idiocy of, well, just because he was wearing a Celtic uh, tracksuit, Celtic scarf, just because he paid 50 quid to watch a Celtic game in the Celtic end, just because he then uh, po- he's posted pictures previously, sorry, on, on social media of his Celtic season ticket, doesn't mean he's a Celtic fan. Yes, it fucking does. And just call a spade a spade. He is a Celtic fan. Celtic, some of their fans can't behave. And part of it, is due to the fact that the media are up here coddle them and immediately look for excuses. And that's exactly what happened there in that match. And it is kind of sad and it is kind of pathetic. But it's the double standard. And with everything in life, it's the the double standard that grates. So, by all means, Celtic took a pump and we're going to laugh at you for it. It doesn't change anything. You still have... Well, I think I, I, my kind of five pumpings. That's unfair. You might get something at home against Anderlecht. So I'm have four pumpings and a potential draw to go. Go and enjoy them because you know we're not there yet. We're looking forward to getting back in there to do that. But don't tell us we can't laugh at you for it because we bloody well can and we're going to. And uh, that, that that's enough about them. Heading then back to to our match. As I say, I, I think that we're going to win 2 nothing. Um, Please let me know if you think I'm talking through a hole in my backside. You can do that um, on Twitter. I'm at IbroxRocks. And you can also do it on Facebook if you just search for Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast on Facebook. Up will pop our page and you can chat away to us. And I think we're pretty good. I think we do tend to respond to you. What I will say about our Ladbrokes tipping is that last week, the boy Bell, yes, Cameron Bell, our guest, correctly called the 4-1. So I hope some of you got on that. I did. Uh, my prediction was wrong. But the thing is, much as I slag Cammy for being a strange, weird, strawberry blonde, sort of smaller version of the Stay Puffed monster from the first Ghostbusters movie, he can bet. He is quite good at it. He might be lying to me, but I've seen enough bet slips from him that, that he's quite good. So if you want to know his tips for the weekend, he's at Beat That Beat. The reason I'm not giving you Scott's is that Scott, oh my God, Scott in a bookie, would be would stand out as much as a, you know a, a scantily dressed whore in a nunnery. He just it, it's not his world at all. It frightens him. So the idea of Scott placing a bet, he he's the type of guy that you would see walking in there on Grand National Day and saying, "Good day, turf accountant. I would like to put money on this horse, please. Where do I sign up? You know that kind of thing." So he don't don't listen to him in terms of betting tips, but Cami does know what he's doing and I would always recommend that, that you give him uh, or he gives you a couple of tips so um, go and ask him go and bug him tell him I sent you and uh, I'm sure he'll listen so thank you very much for listening to Heart and Hand Extra the flagship show will be back at the start of next week where we will of course be reviewing the Partick Thistle game and uh, we'll be back next week with a, a preview of a certain match that I think you might have been looking forward to for a little while Cheers, my name's David Edgar. Bye. 
Heart and Hand is sponsored for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.